Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I am your host, elemental yoga teacher, Samantha Dinage. Join me as we explore holistic approaches to find more balance in today's hectic world. I invite you to follow me on Facebook and Instagram with the username at the Beautifully Balanced Podcast. Thank you for joining me for today's episode all about the expectation gap. So let's jump right in. Have you ever seen a photo of something or somewhere and then seen it in real life and realised that is that it wasn't what you were expecting? It could be better than you were expecting, which is amazing. But what about if it isn't? How do you feel? Perhaps you feel disappointed, lied to, annoyed, even angry that you made so much effort and this is it. I love to travel and what definitely isn't shown in pictures are the plastic bottles that get washed up onto some of the tropical beaches or the noise and the fumes of the boats, for example, or the crowds of visitors at what appeared to be secluded and empty temples. And this is where our expectations and reality can be so different, creating the expectation gap. By creating some awareness around our expectations, it can also help to support our mood. Often with expectation, we have a clear picture of how we expect something to be. And if you're a bit of a perfectionist and have a strong pitta characteristics, then you probably place high expectations onto yourself too. Whilst I cannot ignore that there are certain expectations that we may have day to day, such as being treated with respect or without violence, and these can create healthy boundaries. And when they aren't being met, then this may be a time to take some action. However, in this episode, we're going to look at a number of examples around what I feel are general areas of expectations and examples where the expectation gap may be present. One example is how our friends and partners behave. How do we expect them to react in a situation? It may be that we were expecting a hug and in reality that hug wasn't offered. What do we think and how do we feel after this? Are we annoyed with the other person for not reading our minds or meeting our expectations and giving that hug? Or are we aware that there are two halves to this scenario? We could also ask for what it is that we want, such as that hug, and be open to the fact that it may not suit the other person at that moment in time. And I think this is definitely easier said than done, but it's something that I've become more and more aware of in recent years, and it's made a huge impact on how I feel about my relationship with my husband. And in fact, just this week, I heard on one of Dr Chatterjee's podcast episodes that we now placed such a huge expectations on our partners, on that one person to offer us so much. And all of these expectations are what would have been delivered and offered to us 
through a whole community in the past. So that is a lot um, of expectations placed on someone else and also perhaps placed on us by them. So it's definitely something to be mindful of. So what expectations do you place on yourself? Are you often self-critical when there is a gap between what you perceive you should have done versus the reality? Are you someone who's good with making mistakes? Do you see them as an opportunity to learn? And when I was a school teacher, we often talked about making mistakes was a way to really cement in um, the other way of doing things and how they could be done more effectively. So some of us can live by very high expectations in so many aspects of our lives. And this also comes down to things like holidays as well. What would be the, you know, ideal holiday that you should be going on this year? The ideal house that you should buy? The need or the so-called need for the latest phone or TV? To live the ideal life that you see portrayed by others on social media? And what is promoted to us so cleverly by those marketing enthusiasts? Even the expectation to have some social media where the pictures can place a heavy weight on us. In reality, most of us are aware, but we can all need reminding, like myself, from time to time, that the life we see of others on social media and with friends that we may compare ourselves with that we only know a small part of their story and it really isn't the reality. And besides, wouldn't life be boring if we all aspired to exactly the same things? And why would someone else's choices in life necessarily be the best thing for all of us? Personally, I've been feeling a bit confused lately about what I want as a lifestyle moving forwards. And I'm not going to lie, comparing with others and worrying about others' expectations only brings more confusion. I am now coming closer towards what I believe that I want. And it does include outdoor living rather than a larger indoor space. It includes less clutter and continuing to buy less but invest in items that support my my beliefs and my goals. Also, decisions that will naturally support my health and the ability to help others, including the environment. In fact, I'm just in the process of swapping to a hybrid car from petrol because this is a step towards supporting the environment and making it easier to go on camping trips in the outdoors because that's what's important to me and for my own well-being. So I'd love to know what's important for you too. These past 12 months with coronavirus feeling ever-present, many of us, including me, probably expected the past year to be very different to what it has been. There's been the expectation of what we thought versus the reality over these past few months with many lockdowns that have been put in place and restrictions. And I think in the past, I would have clung clung onto the idea 
of how it should have been, the expectations that I had. And I probably would have felt annoyed that I expected to be able to go and see family and friends in person or to go to the pub. Whereas in reality, during lockdowns, I simply can't. And I could dwell on that gap or as I've tried to learn and evolve and accept it for what it is, allowing the tension to let go and fizzle away around it. And the latter certainly feels better to me. After working so hard for two years to grow my wellness business, Beautifully Balanced, I would have expected the past 12 months to have been amazing, connecting with all the beautiful class members that I'd built up and for it to have been a really good year financially as well after making a lot of sacrifices. Instead, I've seen an impact on my class member numbers with moving online and of course my bottom line as well. But actually, I'm okay with that. It certainly wasn't what I expected But because the experience has been one of personal growth and the ability to remain connected with my community, unfortunately for me, I do love facilitating classes online. Although I know there are so many yogans and teachers who don't, for me, um, it's been a real great transition and outlet after getting over the initial fear. I know in the past, the old me would have felt frustrated and it would have eaten away at me and caused me an immense amount of stress and many sleepless nights. However, with no need to change the scenario, by having a different mindset, this has meant lower stress levels overall. And I think one of the biggest differences is that I'm truly appreciative for what I do have along with the immense gratitude for every single person who has chosen to join me online. Those people have still enabled me to feel like I'm serving and helping others in a way that I know how, to help support them with their well-being. I'm also thankful, of course, to all my podcast listeners. I started this podcast at the beginning of last year, just three months before all this coronavirus started here in the UK. And, you know, I started this tool as a way to A, empower others, and B, to find my own voice and healing. And it's been a fantastic journey so far. I sometimes hear about expectations in yoga. People will say things like they are bad at yoga and they want to get good. What is good yoga? What is this bar or expectation that is self-set? Is it a comparison of yoga models on social media or a super bendy friend? Often the focus, particularly in the early stages of a yoga practice, is to focus on how the poses look rather than how they feel. And this was definitely the case for me when I began practicing back in 2016. In my opinion, for some expectations can be motivating, you know, if it's kind of goal related, but ultimately there is no good or bad yoga. It is a practice that connects the body and mind 
and it will really vary day to day depending on what else has been going on when we show up on our mat because when the body is tense the mind is tense and vice versa. I know if I've been doing a lot of sitting or a lot of over analyzing and overthinking then I'm going to be tighter during my practice. I will likely be less flexible and my mind may be more restless but it doesn't mean that I am bad at yoga or that I've had a terrible practice. It simply is what it is and it brings that awareness to me of how actually I am on that day. I trust by coming back to my mat that I will be supporting my body and mind in the ways that it needs and I know that by showing up and focusing on my breathing, even if I don't do anything else, then I am already giving myself so many benefits, which also has a knock-on effect to those around me as well. I try not to have any preconceived expectations. And in fact, a lot of my personal yoga practices at the moment revolve around really slow practices, yin yoga, meditations, breath practices, rather than strong physical asana practices, because I feel that's what I need, as I have enough movement and activity elsewhere in my life at the moment. So how do you approach your movement or fitness? Do you have set expectations? Are those expectations serving you well? And are you listening to what you need in the moment? For some reason, I'm a little scared about saying this, but I'm going to share it anyway. I had an interesting realisation at the end of last year. I felt like I I always expected myself to be 110% energetic during the delivery of my Zumba classes, but it wasn't necessarily how I felt. Okay, nobody feels 110% energetic every day, you know, to be there at any moment. So I had an image of what the perfect class would be like. And I allowed that to bypass the signals my body was telling me. I would sometimes try and overcompensate, pushing myself harder because I felt like I may look like I was lacking energy. And I really wanted the people people to be able to bounce and gain enthusiasm and energy off of me. In January this year, however, I decided I would focus more on enjoying the class and let go of my perfect expectations. Some days I may not lift my knees quite so high. So what? Who even notices? And I try and focus on relaxing my arms rather than energising them. And that's fine. I show up more relaxed. And guess what? The class goes well as usual. And I love it without over pushing myself. And I love it when I see people smile back, which in turn gives me more energy and such a boost. Being more in the flow helps me to connect with everyone and be true to myself. Letting go of this number expectation has helped to reduce my stress and I can really focus on the enjoyment of facilitating group dance, which is what I love. It's so wonderful when we all come together and share the experience. I wonder if you can relate to this in some aspect of your life too.
To conclude this episode, I have a few reflection questions that I'm going to journal on and I invite you to come back to this episode and do the same. How much pressure do I put on myself to meet what I perceive to be other people's expectations? How much energy does this use up? And is it the life I want to be living? Am I confident in my own decisions, even if they are different from the norm? What expectations do I place on myself and are they serving me well? And finally, next time you're in a new situation, I invite you to consider if your expectations are realistic and if they are keeping you closed from the possibilities that could arise. Sometimes being open to that which unfolds can bring something totally unexpected. And as I say this, what has just popped into my mind is that perhaps instead of expectations, we could focus on the magical unexpected. So it's been a pleasure to share this episode with you. I hope that you enjoyed it and it's given you some food for thought. And next episode will be out in two weeks time. And I'll see you then. Because I know life is busy and finding some much needed me time can be difficult. I'm on a mission to help people like you to de-stress, release tension, enjoy movement and find more relaxation. I invite you to join me with my online yoga and Zumba classes, either live on Zoom or in the BB On Demand video library. Hop over to the classes link in the show notes for more details. Thank you so much for listening to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review and press the subscribe button. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Beautifully Balanced podcast.